Schedule's been released. I unfortunately had to miss the day. I had to miss my Christmas, but I'm back, and we get to uh, talk about that with one of the best. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Give him a follow on social media, on Twitter, PFF underscore Ben Brown. Ben, how you doing, man? Um, I know most people will probably be like, hey, what's your biggest takeaway from the schedule release? But I just want to – how many wins for my Green Bay Packers? Is it a rebuild or a retool? That's all I hear from the media. I don't care. How many wins? Because – I thought that this was like a 5-6 win team, man. Now with the way that the schedule stacks out and those defenses they faced the first couple weeks of the season, Chicago-Atlanta, I'm talking myself into maybe like an 8-9 win season, which I would take, actually. Yeah, I'm honestly kind of there with you as a uh, as a closet Vikings fan a little bit. Like, I, I, this seems to be a spot where we're going to get the best version of Jordan Love very quickly if we actually do that. Uh, the, the Packers have one of the top 10 most easiest schedules based on some of the things that PFF looks at. So I think, you know, coming out of the draft, uh, there was a lot of hype, I would say, building for the Detroit Lions. To me personally, uh, they kind of let me down, I would say, from a draft perspective and everything. And I do think that probably opens things up for specifically the Green Bay Packers. It does seem like the Vikings trading the Darius Smith tonight. Like they are very much old on the defense side of the football. And I do think, you know, if the Lions can't take advantage, uh, it's very much going to be the Packers or bust in the NFC North. I'm curious, Ben, uh, what are your thoughts on the New York Giants uh, football schedule? Because uh, the schedule makers didn't do them a ton of favors. I think that they have. Uh, just the most miles traveled, uh, bad, not a lot of rest for them. Just what was your general takeaway? Yes, seven of nine games to start the season on the road. Obviously, kind of like you said, the teams in the you know the upper coast basically are very much going to be the most distance traveled. But I think starting off that difficult, you know, in what is very much set up to be the most difficult division in the NFC, uh, it's going to be tough. And I think that they are still probably you know from a talent perspective probably the third best team in the NFC East. So I think the schedule, you know, the way in which it broke down for them wasn't really beneficial either so uh, I think they're a team for me personally uh, I'll probably start off the year fading because I just don't know if they're gonna be able to kind of capture that lightning in the bottle uh, for the second year in a row talking with Ben Brown pro football focus so I've done it again and I've kind of talked myself into the Chargers I'm trying to talk Tristan into the Chargers obviously they have to stay healthy we're gonna need a bounce back year from JC Jackson we're gonna need Joey Bosa to stay on the field but looking at the price for the AFC West the Chiefs minus 160 and I love Mahomes, man, but, like, Kadarius Tony is wide receiver number one, I think. It's the same thing every year, Ben. It's the I, same thing every year. No, no, year. I was all about the Chiefs last year, but the Chargers <laughs> are plus 325, Denver's plus 500. What do you think about the Chargers heading into the season? I mean, if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen could stay healthy, which is a big if, I do like what they've done. Quentin Johnson added to the wide receiver room. What are your thoughts on them heading into the year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I kind of like what they have with Josh Palmer as well. So I do think this wide receiver unit, although, you know, in some ways they're gravitating towards like the older side, they can definitely still get it done. And they have guys that can separate underneath and Keenan Allen. They have guys that can win deep. And they kind of have this a little bit of an unknown and a Quentin Johnson guy who was expected to be a little bit of a workout warrior. Didn't necessarily live up to that fruition, but can kind of do it all from, you know, the wide receiver position just didn't have a ton of volume at TCU. So I'm excited about where they're going offensively. I do think, you know, less looks to Austin Eckler underneath is going to be a big boon to this offense. And I also think Kellen Moore, you know, kind of trying to maximize, uh, you know, Justin Herbert's ability, I think is very much going to set them up in the right direction. And I, I, I know, everyone wants to back the Chiefs and I know at the end they're all they're they're gonna be in there no matter what right but I think if there was a spot where maybe maybe you could fade them just a little bit it is gonna be in the regular season I'm not saying they're not gonna get into the playoffs but we have seen Patrick Mahomes 
you know, and Andy Reid and, and this idea or approach of them not really being able to, you know, cover the spread in a lot of situations. I think we could see a similar sentiment, you know, with how they actually perform for, you know, in the AFC West as well. And I think they kind of mess around game in and game out, you know, go 10 and six, get into that fourth or fifth spot. Um, or probably like the fifth spot of the wildcard round and then run the tail from there. Maybe the handicap pack from homes a little bit more. So I think if you were going to play a spot, uh, I think it would be the Chargers, And I do think we're going to see Justin Herbert probably take that next step. Probably see the Chiefs knock them off in the playoffs if they do in the AFC West, but uh, I don't mind buying into the Chargers, I would say, to kind of make that additional step in the AFC. Yeah, and I don't even know if I love Kellen Moore, but I do know that he's probably going to let Herbert push the ball down the field, like whereas (laughs) Joe Lombardi was calling plays for Drew Brees. I was thinking about this on the way in. Who do you think has the most pressure to win a Super Bowl? Because I would argue maybe the Chargers, because I could see Brandon Staley losing his job, or... You know, is it the Bengals? Because it's kind of like all in. Because T. Higgins probably not going to be back. Obviously, Joe Burrow's great, but you're going to have to pay him, make him one of the higher-paid quarterbacks. They're not going to be able to really build that defense. Or is there another team? Who do you think has the most pressure to win this year? Yeah, I very much do think it is Cincinnati. It does seem like they've gotten so close at this point in time where there is really no, you know, secondary option where they get to the Super Bowl and lose and kind of still see that as a, you know, an improvement on where they were at the past two seasons. And they're going to have the Joe Burrow contract too. And they're going to have Jamar Chase. And pretty soon this young core that they have, like they have to start, you know, identifying the pieces that they want to pay and the other guys that they can potentially live without. We are going to see some of that, you know, the ramifications of that already happen defensively. But once that kind of, you know, I would say comes to roost for them offensively as well, where they are deciding between T. Higgins, maybe they don't have Tyler Boyd in the fold. Like, that's where they might not be as close to the Kansas City Chiefs as they've ever been. So I think that's, you know, the concerning spot for me. I do think that they probably have the best roster outside of Kansas City uh, and very much could do it this year. But if they don't actually get back there, uh, I don't know if we're going to see them, I would say, again, in the ch- with a chance to win the Super Bowl for the next five to seven years. There's a few teams that uh, were, you know, outperforming their, their, I guess, their rating last year. You got Detroit. They're now favored in 12 games this year. You're looking at Jacksonville, who outperformed. They're also favored in 12 games this year. And then you've got New Orleans, who are favored in 10 games this year. Between those three, who do you think has the most realistic chance of covering the games that they're favored in? I'm going to go with New Orleans, just looking at their schedule. By far the easiest from PFF's, you know, uh, ELO ranking perspective as far as schedule. And, and they're going to have, you know, they should easily go 4-2 and two in that division. And when they do, they have a ton of, like, bottom feeder type teams outside of their division as well. So if they can't get it done this year, you know, uh, in Dennis Allen's second season, like, that's going to be a really concerning spot for them. So I do think defensively, they kind of round into form. They have an interesting mix at the wide receiver room if they can keep Michael Thomas healthy and in the fold, and they do have Chris Olave as well. And I think that does kind of maximize things for Derek Carr. So I like the Saints. Obviously, it's, uh, you know, not the most, uh, it's not the shiniest of objects. But, yeah, it's one of those hold your nose bets. But uh, it is a spot where the schedule matches up so well for them. And there there was no real travel concerns. It's going to be really easy. They're going to be playing a lot of noon games against teams like Atlanta, against Carolina. Uh, So I think they are probably going to run away with the NFC South. And when they do, I think they're easily going to go over their win total as well. Listening to BetMGM tonight, we're talking right now with Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, and you guys do a great job, obviously, with the strength of schedule. So we're talking a little bit about easy schedules. Uh, A team that I was trying to talk myself into, who do you like in the AFC East? I was talking myself into the Dolphins until I saw this schedule, and you get trips against – on the road against the Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, and Chargers, and then home games against Dallas 
and the Giants. I don't know what they're going to be, but just a tough schedule. Who do you like in that division? Yeah, so it's very much not the Miami Dolphins. We have them with the second most difficult schedule, New England's first. So it is very much, you know, the the AFC East is clearly kind of at the top, and it's going to be really difficult for them. So I don't know. I I don't honestly really love the Buffalo Bills either. It does seem like the, you know, the the second year that they kind of move away from this grindable, you know, engineered offense in a lot of ways, we could continue to see some cracks in the foundation, especially with Josh Allen. So I'm a little concerned about them, and I'm also kind of concerned about everything, I would say, just fitting together perfectly you know with Aaron Rodgers in New York I do think it can probably happen and I do think they have the receiving unit to do it and very much probably have the defense to do it so I think you know even though you know as a as going back to it as a Vikings fan who never really wants to cheer for Aaron Rodgers I very much think that I can gravitate towards a little bit of that shiny new object potentially play them to win the AFC East here uh, before we kick off I would say you know uh, week one of the NFL season. Ben, what's your thoughts on Baltimore? Because, you know, last two years when Lamar Jackson was healthy, this team was leading the division. Obviously, the injuries have been an issue, but now you bring in Todd Munkin. He's definitely a different type of offensive coordinator that they had with Greg Roman before. Their number's nine and a half. They obviously bring in Zay Flowers as well alongside OBJ. And you you would imagine J.K. Dobbins is very healthy, so, you know, they're going to be running the ball a lot with him. Like, what's your your upside? Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of intriguing because we have seen I would say this very much setting up to be the best skill position unit that Lamar Jackson's already had around and that's ever had around him at the NFL level. And if you kind of you know at least glean some output for where he was actually close to from his MVP type season, he obviously got paid. Maybe he's going to be more comfortable. Maybe he can kind of return to form in that way. Like their their ceiling is very much being. Uh, you know, I, I would say probably the second, third best team in the AFC. Like they would very much have to knock off the Cincinnati Bengals in order to get there. But I, I think they're a team I'm much more bullish on long term than I am. You know, even a team like the Buffalo Bills right now. So I, I can buy into it. I do think Cincinnati might be just a little bit overrated and might have a little bit of a struggle defensively. And if they do, uh, it very much sets up for Baltimore. I would say to potentially win this AFC North uh, before it's all said and done. Uh, what's the ceiling for the Seahawks this year? They're plus 275 to win the NFC West. I think San Francisco has a really easy schedule. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, I love what they, did, what they did in the draft. I'm glad it's not like full rebuild and they're going to stick with Geno here. What do you think about them going into the year? Yeah, I think I think their ceiling is, you know, giving Philadelphia a really good game in the NFC Championship game. I'm I'm with you. I was kind of on, you know, the, the hype train early on. Do, don't have as easy of a schedule as San Francisco has. I think they're very much, you know, middle, middle of the pack from an NFL perspective, according to what we're looking at. But like you said, they have a lot of really young talent, and they have it kind of moving in the right direction, and they have it at really key positions as well for the last two draft classes. So I think, you know, they, they didn't necessarily signal a long-term approach to where they drafted at this season, and it very much sets them up to be, I would say, a lot in a lot of ways, win-now mode. And I think, you know, they're very much real to win the NFC West, and they get a pretty decent plus price. That is one of my favorite bets, but uh, I could very much see, you know, where with where we saw Geno Smith at through the first nine weeks of the season like this is a team that could very much be I would say the second or third best team in the NFC when it's all said and done to you as an underdog Ben who's going to be the cover machine that we're sleeping on right now that is that is the question right I mean I 
Last year I said it was Houston. That was not the correct call whatsoever. So I'm a little bit uh, a little bit hesitant of you know going all out there. But I think it's going to be Indianapolis. I think they're going to be kind of fun, intriguing, especially when they're down and kind of capable of running the football. They're allowed to run the football more or less. Like we're going to see some dynamic plays from Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to I'm not going to say they're they're going to be in or winning a lot of games. But I think when it's all said and done, you're going to look up and they're going to, you're going to have you know a pretty profitable betting season betting on them because they are going to try and slow the game down and they are going to pound the rock with Jonathan Taylor. And it is going to be really difficult, I would say, for teams to potentially cover a pretty wide spread with what they have both offensively and defensively. So I think early on, it's definitely the Colts uh, will probably be my, you know, once again, hold your nose and bet them type team uh, through the first, you know, eight or so weeks of the season. Ben, thanks so much, man, for joining us. Actually, we got 30 seconds. What's your bold prediction for the NFL season? Maybe that nobody else has uh, given yet. Oof, that is a good one. I did I did hear today no rookie quarterback makes it to the playoffs. I actually think that is a pretty good call. Um, you know, we've obviously seen that turnover happen quite a bit fre- frequently, but I just don't like the situation that anyone landed in. So uh, no, no rookie quarterbacks making it to the playoffs in 2023. Ben, thanks so much, man. We're going to have you on again during the season. Soon. Hope to talk again soon. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks. So have a great show. Thanks, Ben. Benjamin He's so Brown. Good. Oh, yeah, he's great. Give him a follow, PFF underscore Ben Brown, betting and data for pro football focus and uh, some really good stuff. You know what?